on, everybody? Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dermot Side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys, Tad the Side. And Tad, it's crazy. I mean, we are recording on a Sunday. We're going to have live football, like regular season football, football that counts. I think that's 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 the key part right there. Yeah, yeah, football that counts in a matter of four days. There you go. Got it on screen there. Four for, yep. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a little cut off. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's the mirror thing, and yeah, no, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. Four days, like I mean, it's just insane that we're actually close to kickoff happening, close to you know, fantasy football season like officially being underway too. Like I mean, the drafts are now hopefully over. Um, actually, as we're recording, Ted, we're gonna be having our LEFB Networks T minus three hours fantasy draft tonight, so that's gonna be happening in a couple hours as well. So I mean, that will be the like you know, this is this is like the final weekend for fantasy drafts to be happening, but I mean. Yeah, it's exciting times. We're almost there, Ted. We're almost there. We're so close. We're so close, especially after yesterday. Like you said, we're recording on a Sunday. Yesterday, my TCU Horn Frogs, for lack of a better word, absolutely shit the bed. So I, I just, I need NFL football to give me happiness because, good God, I take way too much emotional uh, investment from this sport. So I need the Indianapolis Colts to be good. Jonathan Taylor, please come back. By the way, fun fact, but I almost wore it during the episode. In fact, I actually may come uh, go get it at some point during this episode. My friends did give me a Jonathan Taylor jersey. So Jonathan Taylor, please don't leave. I really like that jersey. It's really cool. But I think you should uh you should wear it during our next episode. We're gonna be doing a quick uh quick pre uh, teaser here for people uh tuning in. Um, we're gonna be doing our season preview in our next okay. episode. Right. So I think that's Just probably days more away. appropriate. Just a couple there. days away. There we go. Exactly. All right, yes. we'll, we'll do that. Be doing that. So I think but that's more appropriate there. Yes. This. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. the the preseason is now done. I am incredibly happy. The season is just coming up on us. Is gonna be a great year, my friend. Exactly. So Thursday night, we'll be starting the NFL season with the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Detroit Lions. So it should be fun times. Should be fun times. So, yeah, but Tad, just like you said, the preseason is over. And, you know, as a recording, recording on a Sunday. So this past Tuesday, NFL teams had to cut down their rosters to the 53-man final roster. So it's not like years past where it's like they went from the 90 to like 75. Then they went from 75 to the 53, 56, whatever it is. So this is just like one day. That is it. Your final roster is set. So, I mean, it's a little change of place. So, I mean, we saw some trades. Like, I mean, they're not huge name trades, but we saw some trades. There were a possibly... lot of trades this year. Is it exactly. me or there, there were a lot. And so a lot of people are speculating that because of this one day cut situation instead of the multiple, you know, weeks spanning it out or whatever, there were going to be some lower level trades to get some players some chances with other teams that may have more roster, you know, flexibility to allow them some more play time compared to the team that they are currently on. So there are a few of those. Obviously, we got some names that were cut that were kind of significant, which we're going to get to later this episode. But I think, Tad, a good way to sort of wrap up the preseason and obviously get in ready getting the ready mindset for the NFL season is we need to look through some of the preseason winners and losers as far as players that were able to, you know, stay on their roster, some players that stayed on the roster, but they're not going to benefit from that or some players that got cut. I mean, it's just like, we're going to talk about some preseason winners and losers. And then as mentioned, we're going to close out the episode talking about some big names that fortunately got cut that, you know, some of them may have signed on with another team. Uh, a couple of guys that I've mentioned, they have not signed on with another team. So they could be like in season additions later on for some teams there. So 
yeah, we're going to wrap up the preseason with a quick preview towards the regular season in today's episode, going over some winners and losers. So, Tad, let's start with some good here. Uh, let's start with some preseason winners that you want to identify. It's just like, you know, players that may have, you know, landed themselves in a situation. They were able to beat out, you know, some competition that they had, um, you know, just some great stories. I mean, usually we get a lot of that during the preseason and the offseason as well. So, I mean, just what do you got for me as a preseason winner? So a couple of episodes ago, I think it was like, what, I don't know, like five, six episodes ago, we talked about what team should have uh, Hard Knocks taken on. And uh, by the way, I know you have – have you still not watched a single episode of Hard Knocks? I think we've talked about this like in an episode we did our, with our good friend Chauncey Tillis where we talked about NFL movies and uh, – football, sorry, football movies and TV shows right. that were like we ranked them or whatever. And I think I said on that episode, I was just like – as much as I love football, watching it like in a fictional base, like watching movies and TV shows based off of football is not something that I have a huge interest in. So it's like That's usually fair. I watch other movies. So it's like I'm a huge Marvel fan, you know, obviously Star Wars and Disney stuff. So it's like more of that is like what I do to watch movies and TV shows. So, yeah, Hard Knocks is just something that's like I can see the appeal. But for me, it's just, yeah, I, I've never seen a season of Hard Knocks ever. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That that okay. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, this season of Hard Knocks, you don't need to watch. It is the okay. most boring season of Hard Knocks I've ever seen. This is why they should not have picked the Jets. They should have gone with my suggestion and picked the Bears because this player would have been the Hard Knock Hard Knocks darling of the entire season. And that is Tyson uh, Bajant. I believe I'm doing yes. that right. Now, That's may, confirmed, may, obviously. Yeah, yeah, we're we're working on that. But if, if it's not Beijing, I apologize. But there's a reason that this guy's pronunciation of his name is a little hard to find because this guy's a total unknown. He was a zero-star prospect coming out of high school. So where does he go? He goes to be the quarterback at a Division II school named Shepard. And here's the crazy thing is he actually owns the NCAA record for most passing touchdowns in his career with 159, beating out the previous winner, Colt Brennan, for 155. So this guy, he went to the Senior Bowl as well. And look, I mean, I'll be real with our listeners. We have, we're the draft guys, right? And so last year's Senior Bowl was our first Senior Bowl where we were – you know, the guys, you can really only scout so many players that deeply. Bajit totally went under the radar with me. Like, I didn't look at a second of his tape, and I don't remember which one of us had quarterbacks, but I don't think either one of us really paid that much attention to him. And so he went undrafted. He signed with the Chicago Bears to compete to be Justin Fields' backup. He was competing with, for some reason, this man is still in the league, Nathan Peterman. And how? How is that whole thing? I really don't know. I would love, like, what does he have on Roger Goodell where he's just like, <laughs> I, I, I want my shot. I, I still get my shot. But even more impressive is Beijing had to compete against PJ Walker, who yeah. was at one time the XFL MVP favorite. So he, it wasn't a gimme that he was going to get this backup job. He beat both of them out. Now they brought back Nathan Peterman because he has some type of black panel in Roger Goodell. But. For now, Bajan is currently slotted as the uh, second string Bears quarterback. Now, is that in any way fantasy relevant unless Justin Fields goes down, which is a real possibility given how mobile he is? No, but just that story just 
is crazy. Like that that is a great story of like a zero star. Not one. He didn't get a single star coming out of high school. That's how like uh, what a no name this guy was. And now he is a backup for one of the most historic franchises in the NFL. That is a fantastic story. I'm not even I don't like the Bears. I don't hate the Bears, but I am 100 percent on this guy's bandwagon of I hope he is the next great NFL backup. Fuck Nathan Peterman. Forget him. <laughs> Give Tyson Bajan a chance. This guy is awesome. I am so happy for him. He went four for uh four for five against Tennessee, nine for ten against Indianapolis, and he averaged more than seven yards of throw in in each game. Like this guy is not just like, oh, you know, he's the best we have. He is legit good as a backup quarterback. So I want him in the league as long as possible. Let's go, Tyson Bajan. You are my preseason top winner of the year. Now Going into a more fantasy relevant uh, preseason winner, it's my boy. You all laughed at me. Y'all said he's not a first round quarterback. What are you talking about? He's not a good quarterback. What are you talking about? My boy Kenny Pickett is about to prove you all wrong. He has looked absolutely fantastic this preseason. I'm so excited for the Steelers offense. He is gone, Kenny Pickett. 13 for 15 for 200 yards and two passing touchdowns in the preseason. That is an offense that felt like it was finding itself last year. And you know what, my friend, is finally found itself. Don't ask me about Najee Harris. I still don't feel great about him. I'm not, I'm never, I'm never going to, I'm never going to back him up. Everybody except for Najee Harris is going to be good in that offense. Okay. But I think that Kenny Pickett just played himself from a borderline draftable quarterback to an absolute QB2. Because I know we've had this conversation before, and I am 100% in favor of drafting a backup quarterback, as you should. So he's now a QB2. How about this for hot take? Kenny Pickett might play himself in as a top 10 quarterback at the end of the year. That's steep expectations. No, there no, it's not steep. Not, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not after this preseason. Mm-hmm. My boy's ready to take off. He's about to be a you know Tesla you know rocket. The only difference is this one's not gonna blow up. Come on, no laugh there. That was a good joke. That was a great joke. Um, am I high on Kenny Pickett? Yes, I think he's definitely you know acclimated to the offense more. He's going to be more productive this year. He's more comfortable with the system, obviously that Matt Canada has, obviously there. So. I'm I'm optimistic he's going to be a lot better. Now finishing in the top ten, that's top ten QB. That's extreme. That's extreme. Not, <laughs> like not I think not. maybe next year, obviously, I think we can start to enter that conversation of him being a top twelve quarterback. But yeah, this year I think this there's too many other variables that's going to affect him. Like I mean, he'll be in that conversation. Like there'll be weeks. I will give you this. There will be weeks that he's going to finish as a top ten quarterback. But over the entire season, that's where I'm going to say it's still a little bit high. But yeah, 100%. There are going to be weeks where he's just going to outperform everybody. He's going to have a fantastic matchup, especially once we start getting into those bye weeks. He's 100% going to be a great streaming option for you based on whatever the matchup is. But yeah, to finish in the top ten when the season's all said and done. That's a little bit too optimistic for me, my friend. No, but, I mean, we'll no, see. Like, we'll see. Also, on top of that, last thing I'll say about this is, though, look out for George Pickens. Another breakout candidate. I oh, think yeah, we that, talked that, about it before. We're yeah. huge fans of George that, Pickens. That, that, that Steelers <laughs> offense is chock full of a bunch of breakout candidates this year, except for Najee Harris. What about Allen Robinson? Robertson. <laughs> Doesn't matter. How do you feel about him? <laughs> um, you know, 
worth the risk in the late rounds. I actually think he's draftable. I, I really do. I'm, I'm maybe falling for that trap, but uh, I like him better in this offense. Than I liked him with the Rams offense. I'll say that. Sure. Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I think we talked about this when we did our rapid fire that I asked you, what was your sort of favorite stacks? And I sort of slid in there. I was like, underrated stack to sort of look at. I was like, Pickett, Najee Harris, and George Pickens. And so, yeah, if that sort of can materialize over the course of the season, I'm a huge fan of Pickens. I think Najee Harris is going to be one of those guys that a lot of people are overlooking for no, the same way that you are. Do but thing. I think he's going You're to be a silent thing. killer. He's going to be a very dominant threat for sure. And then, yeah, Pickett, I think as the season progresses, just like last year, he's going to get even more and more comfortable. Is going to become a dependable option, especially once we get into those bye weeks for sure. And then, yeah, Tyson Bajit, I mean, I don't have much to say there, but just like, yeah, the story is fantastic. Hopefully, you know, he can sort of establish himself here. Maybe, you know, he'll land with another team and be part of a quarterback competition to get a starting job. We'll see about that, obviously, how his progression goes. But just, yeah, for him to beat out. Um, yeah, Nathan, I, I really just. What's happening there? What is that it? one puzzles me so much. My Nathan God, just, he's not he good. Was Buffalo and he was terrible there. Then now he's in Chicago. And he was well, don't forget here. Vegas when Gruden was like, he's a good quarterback. Oh, and they right. went to yeah. Vegas. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Like, he was in Vegas God. too. And just, yeah, I just, I don't understand he's it. But not somehow good. he's finding a way to make it through there. And uh, yeah, PJ Walker is a starter in this league. Like you said, former, you know, he was in the running for XFL MVP. So I mean, the guy has a ton of talent. And so, yeah, for him to come out and beat both of those guys, that sort of says something as far as as a D2 prospect. Exactly. D2 undrafted prospect. Love it. We'll see exactly because, yeah, his story is not done in the NFL. So, yeah, fantastic picks there. Also, real um, quick, speaking of football movies, I mean, like, you know, I, that because that could be a movie within itself. Just like a sure. D2 prospect, zero star. I mean, that's a movie right there. Um, have you seen The Blind Side? I've, I've seen it, yes, 100%. What are your thoughts on it now? <laughs> it is very interesting now because it's actually funny because literally I had watched that movie, I think it was like over the weekend. Prior oh, to really? that break, really? yeah, literally, I was like, because I was flipping channels earlier in the weekend, That's and, awesome. and I was like, I love, oh, I love this movie. I'll watch it without commercials. So what was it like? TBS or something? Yeah, something like that. TBS, TNT, something like that. And so then I was like, okay, let me watch the movie all the way through without commercials, right? So I watched it over the weekend. I was like, that movie holds up. It's still pretty good. <laughs> and then this news breaks literally like on Monday or Tuesday that week. That's I was like, perfect. oh, wow. This could not have like fallen in better place for oh, me specifically. God, that's I was funny. like, I just watched the movie. <laughs> and then now this news comes out. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. Okay. Eye opening for sure. So yeah, that's. Whew, that was very interesting for sure. Oh, um, let me get to my preseason winners here. First, I'm going to go to the Denver Broncos. I'm going to go to the okay. tight end position. I'm going to go with Greg Dulcich. So Ooh, you know, we right. sort of brought up Dulcich before as like a guy that we sort of like as far as a fantasy option. But here's the big thing. When we did our deep dive on Sean Payton, we were talking about how he's going to bring changes. Yeah. I brought up a name, Ted. And this is a name that I was big. I was high on last year. Fortunately, he didn't find the playing time under Daniel Hackett for whatever reason. I don't know. And I thought he was actually going to flourish this year. That was Albert O. Albert Okwadibanam. Because he was like, he fits that same mold that Jimmy Graham fit when he was in New Orleans with Sean Payton there. They traded Albert Okwadibanam. He is they now did. a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. He mm-hmm. was traded with a seventh round pick in 2025 for a 2024 sixth round pick. So, I mean, the Eagles got him for peanuts. So, I mean, if he could find a way to find a fresh start there, like, I mean, that's fantastic for him. But, I mean, this just opens the door further 
for Greg Dulcich to cement himself as that starting tight end. I mean, it pretty much is because you look at the backups behind him. They got Adam Trout, who was a former New Orleans Saints draft pick. There's a lot of promise around it, but he hasn't realized it yet, so we'll see what happens here. Uh, Chris Banhurst is a blocking tight end, so he has no worries about Chris Banhurst taking time from him. And then rookie Nate Atkins, who I actually never have heard of, so I don't think he's going to be very relevant as well in this receiving game. So this is pretty much Dulcich's starting job to lose, essentially. Like, I mean, I don't think there's anybody going to be touching him as far as taking touches away from him. Maybe Adam Troutman sprinkled it a little bit, but nothing too significant. Um, he didn't play much in the preseason, so he doesn't have many numbers there. But I think just the biggest thing is that if he could do what he did last year as a rookie, like, I mean, he started to establish himself because we didn't see lots of Albert O and lots of other tight ends. So it's like he was able to sort of cement himself and become more of a name. There's a few times, Tad, I remember we suggested him as a waiver wire addition because we were starting to see the numbers that he was getting more starts and he's getting more involved in the offense. So, I mean, heading into the season now as the full-time starter, I think he, if he could replicate what he did last year, he played in 10 games, he had six starts. He had 33 receptions, 411 receiving yards, and only two touchdowns, though. So it's not not fantastic numbers, but the fact that, like, he wasn't going into the season as a starter to come away with those types of numbers, that's sort of saying something a little bit there. Like I said, we he's going into an offense with Sean Payton. I'm optimistic that they can utilize him pretty well there. So, yeah, Russell Wilson likes to throw the tight end, so I think this is a match made in heaven for fantasy purposes. He's a guy that, you know what, if you haven't been able to get some of those top-level tight ends, we talked about this before, like your Travis Kelsey, your Mark Andrews, your George Kittles, TJ Hawkinson as well. So it's like, if you miss out on those guys, it's okay to wait. Like, you can grab a guy like, you know, Jawan Johnson in New Orleans we're pretty high on. Greg Dulcich, I think, is a name that sort of falls into that category as well. That's like, if you can wait on him, he is now cemented as a starter there. I think he could be very valuable. He may not be a dominant threat week to week. But I think he could be significant enough for your starting tight end position that he'll be able to benefit your overall roster week to week as far as points is concerned. So Greg Dulcich, I think, has automatically increases fantasy stock with that trade of Alberto. 100% agree with everything you just said, which always makes for a good podcast. But, you know, <laughs> some, sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. But, um, no, and, and, you know, you were shouting out their stats from last year. But here's the whole thing. This is not usually great fantasy advice. But for this particular offense, just throw out all of last year's stats. Just that's fair. That's fair. Like it's that that year was an unmitigated disaster. I know Aaron Rodgers is saying like keep my coach's name out of your mouth, but guess what, Aaron Rodgers, your offensive coordinator was a goddamn terrible head coach last year. Like that is just the you know, matter of fact. So yes, he did not put up these amazing stats, but especially as you said with Albert Ogan shipped out of there, the competition is near zero. Um, here's the thing: is it reminds me a lot of when Jimmy Graham got traded to Seattle. When people were like, oh, my God, like he's going to be the next big tight end. And I, I fell for that trap as well. But I learned my lesson of like, I don't think in especially in Sean Payton's offense as well. The tight ends just are not consistent. And with Russell Wilson, like you said, he loves to throw, throw tight ends. The problem is he loves to throw to multiple tight ends. So I don't think Dulcich is going to be consistent enough to be like a, you know, top 10 tight starting tight. Not saying you said this, but I don't think Dulcich is going to be a top 10 fantasy tight end but exactly like what you said is as a streaming option he is one of the most reliable options out there and plus i don't think because it hasn't been very well publicized until now of course uh that albero has been traded so i think that greg dulcich is going to go undrafted in a lot of leagues now and so he is the like you know chef's kiss streaming option out there so i i, I think he's a very interesting name to keep track of 
would I draft him right now? Probably not. But is he at the top of my waiver wire target list? Absolutely. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, I'm getting to my other preseason winner, not as fancy relevant as well. So very similar to your Tyson Bates attack, uh, uh, take, I should say, this is very similar to that vein. So it's another quarterback as well, Max former Duggan. Carolina Panther. He is now a member of the New England Patriots. That is Matt Corral. So, I mean. He's a Patriot? He is now officially a Patriot. I saw he got well. cut by the Panthers. I didn't see it. Well, okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. So it was actually very interesting, Tad, because he was actually waived before the final cut mm-hmm. date. So, I mean, I don't know if there's any sort of advantage to that. Like, he just got to head start as far as fighting where his team is. I don't know what it was. But just, yeah, they waived him a day early before that final cut date deadline. So he was waived. Um, this is very interesting because, I mean, I was sort of talking about this way back before that was just like it's un- i felt like sort of bad for matt corral because yeah. it's like they drafted the carolina panthers drafted bryce young number one overall that pretty much said that's like yeah we're done with matt corral we took him last year he unfortunately suffered a list break injury so he missed all of the season because he suffered that in the summer. preseason he didn't even get regular it, season shot exactly exactly no that didn't even, didn't even happen in the preseason either it happened during training camp in the Oof. summer so it's like that happened before he even got a chance to play like any sort of football and so yeah he missed the entire season and so i just feel like he never got a fair shot and then yeah obviously they drafted bryce Young number one overall they're moving forward with that so they released matt corral um yeah, this is very interesting because he lands with the Patriots. And Tad, I don't know if you know this, but the Patriots released both of their backup quarterbacks. Malik I was, was going to ask earlier, did Bailey Zappi, where is ba- Bailey Zappi now? So they released both Billy Kittyham and Bailey Zappi, but they were able to sign both quarterbacks to their practice squad. So they're still both Weird. members of the Patriots, but yeah. they are now on the practice squad. But yeah, now Matt Corral is part of okay. the official roster. So they have four is- quarterbacks on the roster. Well, not their not squad, their active roster, but like their overall roster. No, they only have two because that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, so Mac Corral is the backup to Mac Jones, and that is the I, official roster. Practice squad is overall. Count your official I, I know, I know, but that's part of the overall roster. Okay, yes, is yes. My so they have four okay, so they yes, technically there. So why do you need uh, that many quarterbacks? <laughs> Actually, I already well, know is because Mac Jones fucking sucks. Well, I was also going to say, if you let run into a Niner situation from last year, that's always better oh, yeah, to have more no, quarterbacks. Yeah, that's fair. Sure. No, that's true. Um, but I think it's just very interesting, Tab, because we saw this last year where we saw that rotation between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. A lot of people were like, Bailey Zappi looks a lot better. And then they still went to Mac Jones. And then it's like, cool. clearly there's a tenuous hold as far as Mac Jones and being a starting quarterback in New England. Hopefully with Bill O'Brien added as the offensive coordinator, he could sort of resurrect something of what we saw at Mac Jones, which made him a number one overall pick. Rumored to be number three overall pick by my San Francisco 49ers. Obviously it did happen, but just like there's obviously some talent there, you know, with what he had as to why he went the first round, right? So hopefully we could resurrect that. But if not, I liked a lot of what I saw from Matt Corral during the draft process, which is why I was a huge fan of him, which is why I was still upset that he did get a fair shot. Now he lands in New England where it's like if there's still a little bit of just, you know, question marks as far as what Mac Jones can do in the NFL and you're bringing Matt Corral, who I think has a lot more talent as far as like his ceiling is a little bit higher compared to a Mac Jones. He's got a good shot to get that starting job back in the NFL because it seemed like that was going to happen in Carolina. But now, obviously, it's going to happen in New England. So, I mean, there's a good shot that he has a chance to be a starter in the NFL still, just now with a different team. So, I mean, yeah, for me, he's a winner because, yeah, unfortunately, he got discarded from Carolina. They moved on with the number one overall pick. But now he's being uh, placed behind another first-round pick, not number one overall, but a lot more of a, you know, not as firm a hold on that starting job as some people may think, even with the moves that the Patriots made, cutting both Malik uh, Cunningham and Bailey Zappi, putting them on the practice squad now. So, 
yeah, Matt Corral, I think he took a big step up as far as his starting prospects in the NFL are concerned. Look, we do a lot of bits on the show. Okay. A lot of what we do on the show is manufactured. I will, I, you know, I'll, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit and reveal that. I swear to God, this is not a bit. You are breaking news to me. The fact that Matt Corral is a Patriot. I legitimately yeah. had no idea. And that's even more shocking because I was shocked when they cut Zappy. I saw that before yep. the show, but, um, I was uh, I, I had conspiracy theory all offseason that they benched Zappy to take the pressure off him just so that he could be the starter going to next season. So then when they cut him, I was like, well, shit, guess I was really wrong there. <laughs> yeah, shit's all that. In the play. Yeah, <sighs> like that went down like the hidden bird. But my point too soon. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I think a hundred years is the, is yeah, the sweet spot. I think you're safe. Yeah. You're okay. Safe. All right. Just, just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah. But See, um, now if you just said the Titanic, I think a lot of people may be a little bit more. Man, is that I still think... too soon? I don't know. Cause apparently now they're trying to like build up some sort of vessel to like go down and retrieve elements of the Titanic that is oh sunk or whatever. Like, Did we not learn? Did we not learn <laughs> from the sub two months know. ago? I don't God I think it's damn it. Be unmanned. I think it's going to be unmanned, oh, but just okay. I'd say right. so it's yeah, like yeah, that's still relevant. Okay. Nobody's talking about the Hindenburg until probably yeah. just now. Yeah, is that one going to be <laughs> controlled by an Xbox controller as well or just good god. Anyway, Logitech, Logitech. whatever. But anyway, <laughs> the point being is um the whole reason I had that Bailey Zappi conspiracy theory is because Mac Jones is not a good quarterback. And I didn't I was not a big believer of him going in that draft uh, draft process either did i think it would be this bad no but he's not a good quarterback and like you said that th- th- his hole in that starting position is weak at best so i am 100 with you is like matt corral was never given his fair shot in carolina and unfortunately for him carolina just had an opportunity to get a better quarter bryce young is a better quarterback like there's just yeah. no question about that carolina did the right thing matt corral just got you know a shit hand it's like in poker when you just get like a three and a two and you're like god damn it he's just a god fold now he's got a shot. So, okay. May, and especially, and look, I, I am becoming less and less a believer as Belichick. I, maybe this is, ooh, this is a good podcast segment for later. But Bill Belichick went, in my opinion, from the best NFL head coach of all time to like third, third or fourth on my list ever since Brady left. I think that was more Brady than was Belichick. But Belichick still has enough goodwill of like he could do this with Matt Corral, a mid-round quarterback, and turn him into the next great thing because he did it with Matt Castle. He did it with um, uh, Ryan Mallett. He did it with Tom Brady, obviously. So, yeah, I could totally, absolutely, 100% see Matt Corral being the next Patriots quarterback that they turn into, you know, the the mid-round steal. Yeah, I think we'll see exactly how that all plays out for sure. Um Let's get to the other side of the coin here, Ted. Let's get to some preseason losers. So who's some guys that just unfortunately either got cut or they just didn't perform enough in the preseason that made you like, yeah, I, they just didn't show me enough that's like, yeah, they got the roster. It's like kind of like if we were talking about Nathan Peterman, you know, obviously making the roster. It's like, really? How did he sort of do that sort of thing? So just who are some preseason losers for you when it's all said and done now? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, my friend. Because speaking of Nathan Peterman – this quarterback is looking like the goddamn next Nathan Peterman. It's goddamn Anthony Richardson. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Why do we take this guy? He is not good. And I hate all the positive media you know, coverage around him when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts. Like, well, he was just named captain. Whoopity fucking do. Who cares? This guy, did you see his first interception of the I preseason? Did. I did. 
Who the hell was he throwing it to? <laughs> that's a fair that's a fair thing to make, fair statement to make. Because yeah. my guess is he's throwing it to his head coach on the sidelines. That's how bonkers that throw was. So, okay, great. He's captain. Who cares? <sighs> Credit where it's due. He hasn't looked like an absolute train wreck, but my God, my confidence in this man is still absolutely zero, meaning that his throwing decisions will need a lot of time to, to develop. I'm not calling him a bust yet. Notice how I've not used that word yet. He is not a bust. I think that there is still potential there for him to develop over the next two years into him being a good quarterback. But this upcoming year, my God, stay away from him when it comes to fantasy football. Because I've seen some people say because of his rushing ability, he could he's like borderline draftable. He is not borderline draftable. He is not. Stay away from him. Especially because Jonathan Taylor, the man whose jersey is currently sitting in my closet right now, we don't know when he's coming back. We don't know if he's coming back. We don't know anything about this. And yes, if Jonathan Taylor comes back, that will change a lot about Anthony Richardson's situation. But in terms of as the Colts situation stands right now, stay the hell away from this entire offense. Maybe you can convince me Michael Pittman's draftable. Maybe. Other than that, Alec Pierce, stay away from. Jonathan Taylor, stay away from. Uh, Anthony Richardson, absolutely stay the hell away from. Like, it's just, he is the biggest loser. Is he was, and you know why? You know why? What is the one word I kept bringing up with Anthony Richardson during our draft, you know, previewed leading up to the entire fucking event was inconsistent. And what is the one word that kept popping up during the entire preseason with him as he is an Indianapolis Colt and the entire basis of our foundation of our future is inconsistent. I hate my life. Why couldn't TCU beat Colorado? I had no hope. This is the most hopeless football season I'm running into. I hate this. I think... Your don't extremes you dare, are too don't high. Don't you dare say team. anything positive. Don't you dare say anything positive. It's your positive. own team. I think that's why. So your extremes are a little bit too high. It's like when you saw the preseason hype but he looked really good, you're very optimistic. Yeah. And now no, you're seeing right. this that's in the preseason. Right. You're getting very uh, pessimistic. So I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Like exactly like you said. It's going to be inconsistent. There are going to be times where he's going to yep. wow you. You're going to be like, wow, this is the reason why the Colts draft him. Then there's going to be a lot of times where it's going to be like, why did the Colts draft him? Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, you're yeah. going to get both. You're yeah. going to get you're both. You're going to get a lot of both. The biggest yep. thing. And like I said, I don't know why I've become the more the Anthony Richardson supporter between the two of us, especially with you being a Colts fan. But I think the rushing ability is going to allow him to become more of a serviceable quarterback this season for fantasy purposes. I'm not saying you need to draft him. I'm 100% in that boat with you. But as we get towards those bye weeks, once again, he can be a potential streaming option, especially once he gets more comfortable in the offense. They're going to tailor-made this offense around him to utilize That's those true. rushing plays, the RPOs, all that stuff. So he's going to be uh, a lot better in that sense. And I think that the throwing will come with time, too. So I think as the season progresses, similar to what we saw with Kenny Pickett, I don't think he was good right out the gate, but eventually he got more used to it. I see that very much happening with Anthony Richardson, at least. That's, I think, me just being a little bit more optimistic with Anthony Richardson. Based on everything that I saw, I was like, the things that he can do, the things that he could do well, that's fantastic. The things that he needs work on, that is coachable. Because it's harder when it's something that you can't coach, then it's like, okay, this guy's a lost cause. I think the problems with Anthony Richardson are easily coachable. They could be fixed up. And I think with time, 
he'll become a lot better. So yeah, I, I agree with you that the inconsistent thing is probably going to be the one word that you're going to hear all season long too. You've heard it all preseason season, uh, season long. You're going to hear all season long too. But I think the biggest thing that you just need to hold out a little bit of hope for is that every game he'll steadily get a little bit better. So I think just watch the extremes, buddy. Just watch. I know. <laughs> no, I will not. I will not. It's, I, just, I can't. I can't. But anyway, point being is, no, I'm with you. I think that exactly. Hence why I notice how I have not called him a bus yeah. since the Colts yeah, drafted him. I have not called him a bus because I'm right there with you. I see the development potential yes. there. The, the, the two keywords there are development and potential, which means his rookie <laughs> year is going to be a shit show. So yeah, just, it's yeah, going to be rough. Just, just stay away. So I rough. think he's a loser. From what I've seen from him this preseason, I'm not a believer in him with his rookie year. This is also another reason I'm emotional because I have emotional ties to this guy as well. And he also sucked it up during the preseason. And that's Kendra Miller, mm. the Saints mid-round pick. And I, I, we said it, I don't know, like almost 10 episodes ago where, you know, why well, I, I shouldn't say we, I said it where I was like, I don't think uh, Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended. I feel like it would have happened at this point. Yes. You were a big believer that he wasn't going to get suspended. No, yeah. Come was, July. I thought, I, I was like, you know, I was pulling a lead course. I was like, not so fast, my yeah, friend. No, no, you, <laughs> I was very you, much you pulled it very I well. He was going to get the suspension. So, yeah. And he did. It was uh, for what, three or four games? Three games. Three, three games. games. So a three-game suspension. So who's going to step up? Is it Jamal Williams or Kendra Miller? And let me tell you, my friend, not so fast, Kendra Miller. <laughs> yeah. Because he sucked this preseason. I was a big believer. I was arguing that Kendra Miller should have gotten the Heisman invite over Max Duggan. I have been, mm-hmm. you know, you, uh, fellow TCU fans have been against me for saying that. But Kendra Miller was phenomenal in his, uh, you know, final season at TCU. But you look at what he did in the preseason was barely anything and two or three games. He averaged less, less than two yards to carry that other game where he played. It was 2.3. So it was, it, uh, it was one of those things where, you know, he just didn't show the talent on the ground that he had at TCU. And maybe he just won't be able to translate that to the NFL. I'm not saying that's the fact, but does create that doubt in mind. And another thing too, is why they drafted Kendra Miller. or One of the reasons why they should have drafted him is he's a great dual threat running back. A lot like Alvin Kamara was, but you look at what he did in the preseason. He only logged one reception in three games. He only logged one reception. So he had the opportunity to kind of steal that backup role away from Jamal Williams, kind of take over as Alvin Kamara's successor, kind of start that, you know, storyline a little sooner. He did not take advantage of it at all. So Kendra Miller is now third string running back on the saints as he should be. Because if you show me that in the preseason, no way am I handing you the keys to the car. So Jamal Williams is not a good, going to be that guy over the next you know three games for the saints and Kendra Miller is now looking like he is a potential bust. I'm hoping he won't be. I think it's just hopefully maybe. And here's another thing too, is he can't blame behind a bad offensive line. New Orleans boasts one of the best offensive lines in the league. So it's, it's one of those things that like, I don't know what the problem is, but he needs to figure it out very, very quickly. I think there's still hope for Kendra Miller because also you have to remember yeah, yeah, that no, in preseason they usually sort of you know pare down their offense is a lot more vanilla. It's a, it's a, it's a simplified version. Exactly. So they're not doing anything like to 
best suit his skills. It's literally just to like see what they're looking like in live action, right? So I think once we get to the season, they're probably going to create some packages that utilize his skill set a lot better. So I would be basically some more effectiveness. Or like you said, maybe what we saw in preseason, regardless of how simplified the offense is, if just if he can't read the holes right, if he doesn't understand the plays properly, if he just can't do what he did back at TCU then yeah, maybe he's trending towards that, you know, third string uh, running back on every single roster, wherever he goes now, sort of thing. Like, we'll see. But I mean, just, I think just the preseason, well, I, we said this before, you have to take your preseason games, however good they do or however bad they do, you have to take it with a great assault because it's just, the preseason is just like, it. like I said, they're just out there to play against another team just to see how, you know, get your legs under you or whatever, right? Like they call it there. So yeah, I think it's just, let's ease up there but yeah it could very well be the case too where it's just like he just doesn't work out in the nfl as well so. but but that's why i picked him as a loser because he's not a bus i'm not calling him a bus yeah. yet but yeah. but that was his chance he had a chance no, to really right. step up right. and he did not take that chance at all or he didn't take advantage of that chance at all you're right no that makes a ton of sense for sure so yeah Good picks there. Good picks there. So I'm going to get to my preseason losers here. Um, I'm going to go with the big name at the wide receiver position for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, there's a lot of people talking about hype around him yeah, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Kadarius Tony. Like, oh, <laughs> I was going to go Sky Moore. Sky Moore, I think th- there's possibility there too. But I think just there's a lot of talk about Kadarius Tony, especially for fantasy Fair. purposes. That's just like he's going to emerge as like, you know, he's the former first round pick by the New York Giants. He's just been hurt constantly. They eventually traded him to Kansas City Chiefs. He played some games there. He scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. They're like, sky's the limit for this guy. He's going to absolutely break out this coming season. But the sky's, problem is that sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Yeah, sky, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think the problem with that is that you already brought this up. That's just like, he had a chance in this preseason to really establish himself. That's like, I put the injury concerns away. I could be that number one, that not number one, but first round pick that made me, you know, out of Florida, like showcasing all those skills. But once again, in the preseason, in the summer training camps, he injures his knee that was already surgically repaired. So, I mean, he just re-injures that knee again. He had to get off-season surgery on that knee again to clean up some, like, issues as far as, like, loose particles or I don't know what right. the wording or whatever that they use there. Yeah, hell like, are particles had... floating around in your knee? Like I don't the... know. I've heard this term before Good when God. people have got off-season surgery or whatever okay. to clean things up or whatever. So, it's just Dude. like, he had to get surgery again. He didn't play the rest of the training camps or you know preseason games or anything like that Andy Reid has said as of recently I think it was yesterday it might have been earlier today but he said that Kadarius Tony is healthy he's he's going to play be able to play in week one against the Detroit Lions but once again it's just I feel like every time we talk about Kadarius Tony we're talking about it being injured and just even though he was able to it's looking like he's going to be on track to play in week one how long can we count on that Cause it's just like I keep seeing it, where it's like he plays a little bit, then he gets hurt again. He plays a little bit, then he gets hurt again. And then even when the games that he plays a little bit in, it's not enough to make me warrant drafting this guy. And right now, if you're looking at his ADP tag, he's currently the 47th receiver taken off the board and 113th overall. So he is being drafted. Cause if you're playing in a 10 man league, that's around round 11. So this is like the picks that you're making right before your defense and your kickers. So, I mean, you're taking flyers on this guy. So that's exactly what it was where, or that's what it continues. Should it, it still continues should be that he needs to be a flyer player and not a guy that you're targeting to be a key tri- contributor on your roster. Personally for me, I don't even want to touch him. Cause it's like, I'm just too concerned about all these injuries. And then we talked about guys need to take advantage of the preseason. Who's the name that we kept hearing about all the preseason when it came to the Kansas Chiefs receiving group? 
Justin Ross, the former Clemson standout, right? Like, I mean, just I kept seeing so many videos of him making these sensational grabs. He was doing it in the preseason games as well. So he took advantage, like you were talking about, where it's like Kendrick Miller had a shot to take advantage with Alvin Kamara being out. He couldn't do it. Justin Ross, with Kadarius Tony being out, he absolutely capitalized it, and he's established himself to be in that rotation, to be in this receiving group under Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, to be involved, and eventually maybe emerge as a top receiving threat at the receiver group to obviously pair up with Travis Kelsey. So this is just what worries me about Kadarius Tony. Is just like we're always going to be hearing about him suffering some sort of injury, and just like these things that we keep hearing about lingering, and just it's going to continue on the rest of his career. So for me, that's why he's a preseason loser. It's just like he can't get past the injury bug. I mean, just I don't understand what it is. It's a bummer, but I 100% agree with you. And here's the thing, too, is I will bet you 50 bucks. Not actually, but I will bet you 50 bucks <laughs> that at 50 some bucks. point during our waiver wire episodes uh, this week, uh, this season, we will have to say, don't go for Tony. Don't fall for yeah. the trap because he's going to blow up for like 20, yep. 30 points during some week. And he's going to be the hottest waiver wire pickup. And you and I are smart enough by the way, which is why you should listen throughout the season for our waiver wire advice, because we will tell you the traps that, you know, people are falling for to stay away from. And Kadarius Tony is absolutely one of those traps because I'm 100% with you. And don't forget a player that I thought you were going to bring up. Justin Ross is a great, great name to bring up because yeah, no, I'm with you. That is a great, you know, potential sleeper right there. But also let's not forget Rasheed Rice, the rookie out mm -hmm. of SMU. That is another great name that could step up in this offense. So not only is Kadarius Tony inconsistent with his health, but he also has a boatload of competition coming his way. So it's just, it's one of those things of just like, I, I like him as like a, you know, a, a good tool to use within the, he's one of those players that works very well on the field, meaning that like he will do well for that offense on the field. But when it comes to your fantasy team, when yep. it comes to your team, he will do well for the chiefs. But when it comes to your team, he is basically absolutely irrelevant. So just hundred percent stay away from him. And you're right. He had the opportunity to step up, but he, unfortunately I'm not going to say he didn't earn it or he, you know, he blew it or anything. It was factors out of his control. Sometimes that's the way football goes, but sorry, man, you just didn't, you know, you didn't get there. So we'll see. Obviously, we could see if maybe he could put all I'm the injury I hope behind I'm him. I mean, let's hope that's the case, obviously, for himself, for his career, and obviously for the Chiefs' sakes as well. But yeah, for me, it's just like he had a good opportunity. Unfortunately, he just keeps dealing with injuries. It's just that's going to derail his career. We'll see exactly how it all plays out, though. But yeah, huge fan of Justin Ross. He's definitely capitalized. You know, just sort of Ross, to throw another winner there. Yeah, hundred percent. He's been capitalized. Let's get a little R and R. Ross and Rice. Yeah, I'm all I like for them it. Both. I'm all I like for them both. It. Yeah. Um, Tad, I know you're sort of being upset as like a Colts fan. Like it's not going to be the easiest God, season. Don't you do this thing. But I'm going to give you don't a team you that I think is going to have a worse season this year. And so my other preseason loser this year is Arizona Cardinals fans. <laughs> oh, I mean that's an easy pick. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, Tad, did you see that video released by the Arizona Cardinals? Of um, I didn't John watch Cannon? it. I didn't watch it. I did. I did. I saw the headline. I could just like picture it in my head. So I didn't watch it, but I can imagine perfectly what was said. It was just like, let's go, guys. Come on. Yeah, we it, got this. Pretty <laughs> much in that vein, exactly. I mean, Tad, I think we could probably share that clip after this episode is done. We could post it on our social media handles just you. in case you haven't checked out the video. But yeah, he's trying to do some sort of like you know hype speech about like you know you should want to be here like you know get that sort of enthusiasm but yeah it fell 
very flat. Like it was just absolutely terrible. Like it was Charles Barkley terrible. That's terrible. what it was. Just, just like terrible. it was not good at all. I mean, Tad, it's pretty blatant to see what the Arizona front office has tried to do this season with the moves they've been making. Like, I mean, that video aside, but I mean, it's like they trade away Isaiah Simmons to the New York Giants for a seventh for round pick enough, 24. Yeah, peanuts, 2024. Yeah, peanuts. exactly. Giants got an absolute steal there. And remember, Tad, he was a former eighth overall pick in the 2020 draft. That he's, was only okay, a couple seasons not, ago. He's not as good. Sorry, I know. We're, we're going into like Isaiah Simmons talk now, but like somebody texted me. It was like, what, was he a bust? And I was like, no, like he no. wasn't, he wasn't as good as we hoped he was going to be, but like, he's still a very, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for utilizing, or he's, he's a very useful player in your yeah. defense. So it's just like, it, for a seventh round pick. Yeah. Giants were able to get an absolute steal with that. They also I, traded- I imagine, oh, sorry, real quick. I imagine this is how that bunk call went down where it was like the first offer where you expect them to reject it. And they're like, all right, Isaiah Simmons. You're like, okay, all right, seventh round back. And they go, okay, deal. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. You don't expect it to go through for sure. Um, Cardinals also trade away the starting offensive lineman, Josh Jones, to the Houston Texans. Uh, another yeah, former for third that. round pick. Third round pick in the 2020 NFL draft. He uh, got them for a fifth round pick in 2024. So these are not big deals that they're getting good draft capital for. These no. are literally like just bargain basement deals that yeah. have been happening. They cut the projected starter in Colt McCoy. They that also cut his weird. That they also weird. cut his potential backup as well in David Blau, who formerly started with the Detroit Lions as well. He had a really good game on Thanksgiving, I think, a couple seasons ago. So, I mean, yeah. That's- Two seasons ago. Yeah, two seasons ago, I yeah. think, if I remember correctly there. So instead, they're either going to go with the rookie Clayton Toon or they just acquired Josh Dobbs. So either one of those guys is going to be a starter. So either guy wow, who barely it's like the there system. was no top 10 quarterback on the trade market they could have gone for. <laughs> so, I mean, there, we'll see exactly how that plays out. Um, Kyler Murray, I mean, this is pretty obvious, but they placed him on the PUP list. Uh, but the big thing here, Ted, I don't know if you read this, but there's a rumor out there that I saw this. I know they may keep this. about the entire yeah. season because they're not sure how the rehab is going to go. Also, because of the money that is being paid to him, I think it's like something like 24 or something million dollars or whatever that he's owed this year. And I think the following season as well, if he somehow plays any sort of the games this year or if they like, you know, put him on the active roster, if they keep him on the PUP list, they don't have to pay him that money. So there's a very good shot that they keep him on the PUP list all season long. And we're not going to see any Kyler Murray this entire season. So, I mean, just. Yeah, I don't know what to expect for the Cardinals as as a Cardinals fan. Like, I don't know what to expect as a Niners fan. I'm absolutely thrilled with all these deals. Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I am you're, loving all you're of said, this. You you are in a three team division right now, my friend. Exactly, it's essentially what it is. So, I mean, this is fantastic for me. But yeah, if you look at the future aspects, I mean, obviously they have they're probably going to be a top five pick. Obviously, just how way the season is going, the way that it's probably going to go. But you also have to look that they traded for. Uh, not traded for, but they acquired Houston's first round pick from what Houston traded up last year to try to uh, select Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. So, I mean, they have Houston's first round pick too. And I don't think Houston's going to be doing all that well either. So there's a potential that they're going to end up with, if not two top five picks, at least two top 10 picks. They'll definitely sure. have two top 10 picks. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. We'll see about the two top five picks, depending on how bad Houston does. But just there's a potential there that they could really make a huge change with their roster next year. Whether that's for Caleb Williams, whether that's for, you know, they're going to go non-quarterback players with Marvin Harrison Jr., upgrade the offensive line with Olu Fashadu out of Penn State. Like, I mean, there's different directions they could go, but clearly they're thinking about the future. They really could give a shit of our what's happening this nope. year. Like, nope. I mean, they're just clearly just like, I don't know what's going on. So, I mean, 
Tad, I know you're not optimistic about the Colts this year, but I think Cardinals fans have it a lot worse than you do this year. Uh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like at least, at least I have a quarterback to believe in, right? Yes. Like, all right, show kind of like what we talked about earlier is like Anthony Richardson, those good games, those good plays, you know, I'm going to be like, yeah. Oh, we got ourselves a quarterback exactly. and then he's exactly. going to throw a pick the next play and I'm going to be upset. But <laughs> At least I got that going for me. Who, yeah. Uh, who'd you say? Clayton, Clayton Toon? Tone? Clayton Toon, yeah. The rookie Clayton Toon. So I, I like so what sorry, I saw out of him in the draft so, process. No, no, just, no, don't do that. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that to them. Don't do not do the whole, like, he may be good. No, don't. No, come on. They've been through enough this offseason. Don't give them false hope. It's like the it's it's like Hawkeye in uh, Endgame where it's like you know in the rain like don't don't do yep. this don't give me hope like don't yeah, yeah no, don't, don't do mean. that I get what you don't, mean come on so no I mean I'm with you yeah I just I, I don't know if you named a specific loser there I think it was just the Cardinals franchise it's Cardinals fans that yeah the, the Cardinals loser. franchise Cardinals fans, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's 100 percent that's that's the game ender right there you win that's you, <laughs> you sank it from half court good job yeah. well done so. That's going to be tough for Cardinals fans to watch this season. So, yeah, I mean, just – Tad, a really quick question for you here. Do you think they potentially could go 0-17? Nah, they'll win. You think so? Yeah, they'll win a couple games. All right. All they'll, right. they'll win like two or three. All right. All right. We'll see how that all goes. All right, Tad, so let's close out this episode. Let's talk about some winners, talk about some losers. Let's talk about some surprising names that were cut from the respective teams. So, Tad, who are some surprising names that you got or surprising <laughs> name if it was only one? I mean, just, yeah, what do you got for me? All right, so I only got one name, and I'll be interested to hear your honest opinion on this because uh, Twitter or X or whatever the hell, because Elon Musk is a fucking idiot. Yeah, but anyway, um, by the way, look out for this uh, clip on X. Um, <laughs> I don't. They're they're geographically based, so the trends are geographically based. So I don't know if this was only because I'm in Dallas or if this is kind of a nationwide thing. Did Will Greer? go like viral with you as well after the Trey Lance trade. Yeah. Because the big thing was that he was actually playing pretty well in the preseason. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously with the Trey Lance trade to Dallas, a lot of people were like, well, I think just Will Greer is cut because they love Cooper rush for some yeah. reason. because all how well he did last year. And obviously Dak is not going anywhere just yet. We'll see exactly what happens right. in the future. But yeah, unfortunately just Will Greer just became the odd man out because of that trade for Trey Lance. Okay, so I'm glad to hear that because, yes, no, Will Greer was like the talk of the town all week last week here yeah. in Dallas. Like, he dominated sports radio because here's – and this just shows why I'm so fed up with Dallas sports talk is it's just the most obnoxious thing in the world. Is last year everybody was talking about how Cooper Rush is – you know, start over Dak Prescott. And then, you know, one preseason later, everyone's talking about Will Greer should take over for Cooper Rush. But then, of course, the Dallas Cowboys, for some fucking reason, trade for uh, Trey Lance. So they actually told Will Greer before the final preseason game, this is it, we're cutting you. You know, go out there, make your best, you know, performance, earn your spot somewhere else. Because, like, we're not keeping you. And what does he do? To, to, to his credit, and this is awesome. I love the fact they did this. He went out, he scored four total touchdowns, threw for like 200 yards, and Cowboys still cut him. Yep. And so that's why I was asking you is because it was a big name to me. It's because oh, no, Will, it was. Will I think Greer, that was nationwide. Was yeah, nationwide. Will Greer was the top trending Twitter name in Dallas for the next like two days after they cut him. Because yep. everybody was like, and again, it was just ridiculous because they were like, fuck Cooper Rush, get Will Greer in there. I'm like, you just yeah. were calling for Cooper Rush to be our starter. Like, like that's how Pickle Sports ago. Radio is, though. That, it's insane. It is. 
But bottom line being is the team he went to is super fascinating. He is now the Cincinnati Bengals backup quarterback. Interesting. Okay. It is interesting. So Joe Burrow, by all accounts, will be good to go by week one. And I I, I believe that. I don't think that's it. there's any smoke screen going on there. Um, in fact, I think Joe Burrow could have played in the preseason, but they smartly yeah. were like, no, smartly no, 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 yep, just, just no. sit down, shut up, just heal up. Um, but if Joe Burrow goes down, because, yes, they did make – improvement they being the Cincinnati Bengals did make improvements along the offensive line Jawan Taylor obviously being the headliner for the improvement but that offensive line still questionable I think is the nicest way I can say that so if Joe Burrow goes down and Will Greer now has to step up as the backup all of a sudden and Amir, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this I think Will Greer is a streamable option should Joe Burrow go down, he is Bengals starting quarterback. If I have, let's say, Aaron Rodgers and he's on a bye week, Will Greer's name I'm keeping my eye on. I think once again, it's the, it's the matchup dependency, right? So it's like I don't think he's That's going to fair. blow you away with amazing numbers, but yeah. I think just with the offense that he's within, obviously with Joe Bixit and Jabari exactly. Chase and, Tee Higgins and Tyler mm-hmm. Boyd, all those guys, it's like automatically – He's put himself in a situation where he can get some production and he could give you some good voids in a pinch. So, yeah, I like him as a triple option, too, if that were to happen. So that was the I mean, uh, there were other bigger names that got you know cut or, you know, released and then re-signed. Max Duggan being one of them. Practice squad MVP. Oh, God, he was so bad. Hey, he was not bad. He was not bad. He just wasn't great. <laughs> That alone was good. He didn't even play in this whole second game. He wasn't even giving a shot. You know what? That was it. He wasn't even giving a shot. My boy, you know oh what? It just, it's, it's a conspiracy. It's okay, a conspiracy sure, against CCU sure. people. That's why Quentin Johnson made the roster. Anyway, who, who are some big names for you? Oh, yeah. So if the Colts yeah, side of you'd yeah. be all aboard with him starting over. Andrew. Oh, 100%. Are you kidding me? 100% <laughs> I would. <laughs> Dude, now, uh, did you think you were going to win that game? Of course I would want Max Duggan to start over Anthony Richardson. He's got the X factor, baby. Yeah. He's better than goddamn Chandler Morris. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. But, yeah. I watched him against the Niners game, and it did not look pretty. I was like, it makes sense why they cut him. (laughs) He's on the practice squad. All right. All right. Let's see what happens there. Um. Uh, but yeah, no, it's very interesting to see. Yeah. Will Greer, I think just, he was able to put himself in a good situation with Cincinnati. Now he had a really good preseason, but I mean, once again, I said this earlier, just take the preseason with a great assault. So I mean, yeah, look good at preseason, but just, yeah, as a backup now in Cincinnati lurking behind Joe Burrow, I think that's a good situation for him. If you were to have to come in and play a couple of games in case that calf is still nagging Burrow throughout the season, then yeah, I could see that as a viable option for depending on what the matchup is, a streamable option, exactly as a way to put it there. I think it's good there for sure. So, yeah. What if his cow starts bothering him? God, you need to stop really, dude. <laughs> um, so I got a couple names here as far as the biggest great. names that were cut. So this was pretty surprising. So Deion Jones, linebacker actually with the Carolina That was Panthers. surprising. Mm-hmm. So he was a former second-round pick out of LSU by the Atlanta Falcons in the 2016 NFL Draft. He was a key piece in their Super Bowl team that, you know, unfortunately less talked about 20, that actual Super Bowl. Uh, but he finished third in defensive rookie of the year voting, obviously, that year in his rookie year. The next year, he made the Pro Bowl. Tad, in five of the seven seasons that he's played in the NFL, he has 100 combined tackles in each of those five. 
So, I mean, this guy is very productive. He's only 28 years old, so he's still got a lot of great football ahead of him. So, yeah, depending on where he lands, I think he could be a really good difference maker for somebody's defense. Um, I wasn't as high at him, but I put him on this list purely because he's a former first-round pick, and that's Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama, who was just recently He's still released. in the league? He was just released by the Chicago Bears, so he wow. was a first-round pick from the 2021 NFL Draft. So, I mean, he still got... We're talking about Deion Jones having a lot of football. Leatherwood has a lot of football ahead of him as well. He was drafted by the Las Vegas Raiders 17th overall. Like I said, I was not as high as him. I did not think no, 17th I overall don't like was that worth it. I could have argued first round pick, but way towards the bottom instead of right there in the middle. So, yeah, obviously what's done is done. So he was taken there. During his 2020 college season, as to why I think he was taken 17th overall, Ted, he was a unanimous All-American first team. He also won the Outlet Trophy, which was given to the best interior offensive lineman in all of college football. So, I mean, this guy definitely was able to produce at Alabama. The Raiders gave up on him, though. After two seasons, he was claimed off of waivers by the Chicago Bears. Unfortunately, he just wasn't able to make a name for himself in the Chicago Bears either. So, hopefully, you know, he could land with another team and somebody can coach him up and he could still salvage his career. But just, yeah, that was a little bit surprising. Former first-round pick just hasn't found success. Maybe he's sort of landing at that bust territory. We'll see about that. But, uh, like I said, still got age on his side. He could possibly salvage his NFL career there, too. Um, Denzel Mims. Wide receiver with the now Detroit Lions. So if you remember, Tad, he was he's with the by, Lions. Well, as I said, was with the Lions because he was released. Okay, okay. Oh, so okay. he's right. a that former second round pick for the 2020 NFL okay. Draft, drafted by the New York Jets. Tad, I remember we talked about this on our episode of podcast. Obviously, I think it was last season, maybe it was two seasons ago, but he never got a chance to shine with New York because of their yeah, quarterback yeah. issues and their offensive line issues. They just never <clears> got involved in that offense, and so he requested a trade. In the 2022 season, before that season began, he wanted to get traded to get to an offense where he could be involved for. Fortunately, the Jets never granted his request. He was never able to find a trade partner. Stayed with the Jets. He eventually was dealt to the Detroit Lions this offseason. He was traded for a conditional seventh-round pick in 2025 for a conditional sixth-round pick in 2025. So we're talking about peanut trades. This is like peanut shells of a trade yeah, it's yeah. just next to nothing like the things yeah. you sweep up at the end of a baseball exactly game. Like, like after yeah, the yeah, circus yeah. is over you're yeah sweeping up everything. <laughs> that's exactly the dregs of what this trade was for the detroit Lions. it's like yeah all right we'll give it a shot but he clearly could have landed with the detroit lions as well so i mean yeah we'll see if he's still able to land with another team and carve out a role with somebody but yeah former second round pick out of baylor that a lot of people had hope for especially with the New York Jets and that sort of like, you know, they didn't have a lot of great options there, but just they had issues on offense. And especially with Aaron Rodgers, you thought maybe he could merge there, but no, they dealt to Detroit. Couldn't make a name for himself there either. So we'll see if he lands somewhere else. So those are some of the big names that I saw as far as being cut after that, you know, Tuesday's deadline to get down to that 53-man roster. So yeah, we'll see exactly what happens with all these guys there. But Tad, you know what's nice about the end of this episode? Usually I don't like ending episodes because, you know, the fun is over or whatever. But it's just like like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. This is sort of the mark of the end of the preseason and all of the fanfare. Now we are going to get into regular season action. And we teased this at the beginning of the episode. Episode, excuse me. We're going to be doing our season preview episode in our next episode. So we're going to talk about stuff we've done on the podcast in the past couple of seasons. We're going to talk about like, you know, our division winners. We're going to talk about the playoff, you know, bracket, like how we think that's all going to play out. Obviously our Super Bowl winners. We're going to get into all the awards as far as, you know, who we think are with all these specific awards. I think we've done like the potential top five picks of the 2024 NFL draft. I think we've done that before. I think we've done like draft Tuesday draft. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we're going to get to that most likely. Um, I think we've talked about like potential head coach firing. So I think we've got to that. Oh, before, that's a good so. one. Because you actually have a hot take on this. You think a coach is going to get fired that I think is safe. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to get into all of that. I, we may not get to everything. We're still obviously going to lay out as far as what we like better than out. other things. But it's going to be some sort of semblance of that. But overall, it's going to be a 2023 NFL season preview. And so, yeah, that's going to be our next episode. And, hey, guys, the best way you can find out about when that episode is going to be dropping, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. So, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you can listen right on the LAFB Network website as well. Hit that subscribe button so you're always up to date with our podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, we appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, so we're always up to date with our YouTube videos as well. And of course, make sure you're supporting our parent network at LEFB Network. College football season, Tad, I know it wasn't the great, greatest season uh, kickoff for you last uh, yesterday, but the college football season is officially underway as well. So they got you covered on the college level with USC football and UCLA football. And, of course, with the season starting this weekend in the NFL ranks, they got you covered on the professional level, the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. So it's going to be a lot of great content coming for you if you're interested in any of those four teams. So make sure you're supporting them for sure. And you see the ticker down below. Make sure you're following us on all our social there you guys on twitter me at upside 23 tad at tad decide 94 got the show handle at the decide guys and of course on instagram at the decide guys as well so i mean yeah guys we're gonna be dropping lots of great content and we keep saying this every podcast we'll continue to say it every single podcast we're here to help you win your fantasy football league so make sure you're interacting with us make sure you ask us all your questions maybe some of your drafts are already over but hey maybe you need to make some trades with that cooper cup news it's like are you still for about it maybe you could take advantage of the guy who does have cooper cup and you can leverage some guy from him to trade him a receiver to obviously replace cooper cup so i mean there's a potential there tad is a great trade guy so you could definitely hit him up with all of your yeah. trade advice don't even give me start on trades with that bullshit that <laughs> happened in our lafb <laughs> um waiver fire decisions we got you covered all season long so we got articles as well as the episodes where we get doing bets we'll be doing bets all season long so make sure you're asking us about your bet questions as well um starts and sits obviously we got you covered there and of course dfs as well so we got you covered on all fronts there so make sure you interact with us watching our videos interacting I mean, to guys to everybody who's already doing all those things seriously we can't thank you enough and like immersive that sounded a lot like a lot it's because it is a lot we have dfs coming your way we have waiver wire pickups coming your way we have uh stardom sitems coming your way we have all these weekly segments that are about to kick off just this upcoming week okay we are gonna let that first weekend play out and then starting the second week of september all of our weekly segments are back so yep. if you are a you know, DraftKings guy, if you are, or girl, if you're a DraftKings person, if there you, you love, there we go. If you love, you know, if you're struggling with who to start, if you're struggling with trade advice, we got you. That is our, you know, weekly segments going forward. So do not feel f afraid to reach out for advice, whether it be on YouTube comments as well. You don't have to just reach us out on social media. Just, you know, comment on youtube i promise i check them at least you know every other day so we will see them we will reach out to you we will help you because god knows one of us is getting the trophy in any league we're in and we want you to get that trophy as well so as always everyone thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening and please stay safe everyone